You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. We're Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband, Kyle, to discuss the October 2nd FSU Invitational in Tallahassee, Florida. So welcome back, Kyle. Jessica, we are apart. I'm very sad and I wish you were here with me because there's a spot next to me in front of this microphone that feels very empty right now. Well, I can't say that I'm sad that I'm away from you. Sometimes we all just need a little break. That's just mean and makes me very sad. <laughs> and I'm over here crying. And here's the I thing. I know. If you had feelings, you would be crying. Whoa. Shots fired over the bow. 30 seconds into the show. Here's the other thing, too. Let's pull the curtain back for the listeners. This is our third time trying to record the show. Uh, we are having some technical difficulties. You know, it's a podcast. And that's just the name of the game is technical issues and the internet problems. Yeah, that sounds about right. So all of these jokes are old to us. <laughs> they are, but uh, that's why Jessica sounds a little little different coming in from the Zoom phone option here, and she won't have her nice microphone that I usually send with her. Oh, so you're saying my AirPods are not good enough for your show. Is that what you're actually recording from? Yes. What, oh, else? Wow. what other option did I have? Your mouth just in front of the, your phone? I didn't know that's what the case was. No, I'm trying to not, you know cancel out the background noise of my family well you know they can be a little bit loud don't tell them i said that they are pretty rowdy (laughs) anyway speaking of rowdy let's talk about a rowdy bunch of runners at the cross country meet we have to talk about yeah so we had the fsu invitational like i said which was run at appalachie regional park Mm, i hope i'm saying that right that sounds great I'll, i'll go with it okay appalachie park so this is a course that is well known to us um as the host of this show but also to the runners and so well known that actually two years ago, Silas Kitmatik actually got all South region honors on this specific course. I think I even remember that too, us talking about that. Cause I think that was one of his like big highlights of the year and kind of felt made us feel like he was going to be the leader from then on forward. And I think when we talk about the results of this meet, obviously that kind of held true, not just two years ago, but moving forward as a cross country program. So that was oh, absolutely. Yeah. So great to look back on on his accomplishments that he's had there. And obviously, we'll talk about what he did in just a second. Yeah. So we also just another little quick highlight. Um, speaking of the top runners for the men, let's talk about the top runner for the females. So we had Abby Zane, so this girl, this is only her second meet of this year. She almost got her PR. So she ran a time of 17 minutes, 52.9 seconds. That's only four seconds slower than her 5K PR ever, her personal record. Yeah, I, I just think it's awesome that she's already kind of reached that, gotten close to that potential high that she's already had. And we'll maybe see that her do that maybe next meet or the meet after. Yeah, that's the hope, assuming that they run another 5K. That's the thing with these collegiate cross-country meets. You know, sometimes the women run a 5K, sometimes they run a 6K. 
Same thing with the men. Sometimes they run an 8K and other times they run a 10K. So you just never know. And it's dependent upon the course, right? And what they can actually provide places for them to run. Correct. And I'm sure there's some kind of, you know, NCAA cross-country rules about it. I have no clue though, sadly. Do we even want to read that rule book? Honestly, no. It's probably 200 pages long. It's probably like, you can only have four pieces of gravel to consider it grass. And if there's a sand trap, it must be 12 feet wide. (laughs) You worked the sand traps back in before I did. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) Oh, I knew that you wanted to talk about sand traps. So I just went ahead and threw it out there for you. Just stealing my thunder altogether. I see how this is. You, You get, look, you go away for a little bit and we have to record this virtually and you just get all high and mighty on your uppity little runner's horse there and, you know, just leave me here by myself. That's exactly what happened. So so since you think I'll leave you by yourself, why don't you start the discussion and you talk about the men's highlights? All right. So the men's 8K, 93 participants overall. There were 10 teams total competing along with Auburn, uh, and they finished ninth out of those 10 teams. So not a great finish overall as a team, but some you know, at least something to take away that we weren't dead last at least that's right so better than last week absolutely that's an improvement and let's see if they can continue <laughs> that trend and we talked a lot about silas at the beginning of the show and he is our leader for the men uh, in terms of the highest placement he finishes 34th overall with a time of 25 minutes 20.7 seconds This is followed by senior Tommy McDonough, who placed 49th with a time of 25 minutes, 45.7 seconds. And then we get into the Rogers brothers, right? For the first time here with Jack Rogers placing 50th time of 25 minutes, 47.3 seconds. Then Jackson Thomas, a junior placed 51st overall in a time of 25 minutes, 45.5 seconds. And then the other Rogers brother, uh, Evan Rogers placed 91st overall in a time of 27 minutes, 51.5 two seconds so no surprise Jessica Silas leads the way again here no surprise but guess what I do have a surprise for you what's the so you know we've gotten used to Jack and Evan Mm -hmm. did you know that they had a sister I I didn't and I am pumped we have another Rogers sibling I hope they have 20 children because these athletes (laughs) are amazing to watch (laughs) I had a feeling that you were going to bring that up when you saw like yeah I had no clue that Sam uh, was part of the women's cross country team. So, you know, Auburn's a family thing we always talk about. And why should it be any different for Auburn cross country? So it's nice to see it stay in the family. Agree. Yeah. And so here's I the thing. Love it. Here's the thing that I look at for the men's breakdown. Obviously, no surprise that Silas leads the way and he's far and away uh, the better one here. I mean, there's a what 25 second differential between Silas and Tommy McDonough. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I think Silas is going to be our leader the entirety of cross-country season. And Tommy McDonough probably has a chance to get a little bit closer to him as well. But I think that top three, Silas, Tommy, and Jack, are really the strong points of the team. And no surprise, they finish one, two, and three. Oh, absolutely. And I think they're going to be really exciting to watch throughout the season. Even mm-hmm. though, like you said, there's only two meets left. But I'm still counting it as a season. Absolutely. I mean, it's as much as a season as it can be for cross country in a COVID-19 era. Uh, One other quick note, though, I do believe that Jackson Thomas is a new name. And for at least for this season that we haven't seen, can you confirm that? Or do you know anything about that? 
I can neither confirm nor deny because I thought he was at the last meet. May, I could be wrong, but I, I did read something that where there were some uh, athletes that had their first race, at least of the season. I thought Jackson uh, maybe might not have been a part of last meet. So that's just okay, something well, that... Welcome, Jackson. Sorry that I thought you were an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> but that just now tells you're a newbie you, but a goodie. We just thought he was here all the, the whole time and just accepted right. him part of He's the family. He's always been in my heart. Well, that's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds creepy. Okay, let's talk about women before I say anything else that's going to make me want to put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> so, like I said before, the women ran a 5K, and there were 10 teams again. And again, Auburn women placed ninth, just like the men placed ninth. So we've kind of seen a theme two weeks in a row, the men and the women placed exactly the same. Uh, it's it's like, they just don't want to show up the other. I don't know. Uh, or Maybe that's it. Or they're just, you know, find the competition from the other men's and women's programs that they're coming up against are, are just as e- evenly good for themselves. And that's why Auburn kind of keeps seeing very similar results overall as men's and women's teams. Maybe so. We're going to go with that. We're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement. One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest. Every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcasts, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. So in the women's 5K, we've kind of already talked about it. So Abby Zane, she placed 34th with that time of 17 minutes, 52.9 seconds. Then we had Jack and Evan's sister, Samantha, who I'm going to say is my favorite of the siblings right now because she's female. That's so you a can little like bias. Jack and Evan and I'll go with Samantha. That's a little bias, Jessica. <laughs> well, so you know, <laughs> you and I, we talked about this on the show, that we are the oldest siblings. Yes. And I can't imagine being, you know, the younger sibling of Jack and Evan who have been awesome to watch compete at Auburn Cross Country. So I want her to have her own claim to fame. Well, so, I guess you can look out for her best interest then. That's exactly what I'm thinking. So here comes Samantha. She's a freshman. She came in second place for Auburn, nice. 69th overall, with a time of 18 minutes, 31.4 seconds. So she's coming out hot. I'm impressed. Yeah, and it makes um, you wonder where she was last last meet and why she wasn't competing. So this is nice to see uh, the Rogers, a uh, Rogers sibling really shooting up to the top very early on. Yeah, which is not a shock because I think Jack did the same thing when he was a little bit younger um, in his earlier seasons too. And he's just kind of maintained. He's done a great job. So next up, we had Presley Weems, who's a senior. We are used to her last year. Um, she placed 72nd in a time of 18 minutes, 35.9 seconds. Then sophomore Sarah Pacer, she's another new one this week. Um, she placed 74th with a time of 18 minutes, 38 seconds. And finally for Auburn, we had Gigi Maddox, a junior, placed 80th 
with a time of 18 minutes, 46.8 seconds. So really those final three Auburn athletes, they all finished within 11 seconds of each other. And Presley and Sarah were only three seconds apart. Yeah, it's nice to see, as you talked about on previous shows, a lot of running has to do with kind of playing off your teammates, especially when you're treating this as a team sport. The fact that you've got that pack of girls kind of together to some degree here kind of maybe helps push them a little bit forward. And then compare it to the men here where we've got a little bit of a spread, so to speak. Now in the middle of the field, Tommy, Jack, and Jackson were all kind of close together, but you've got Evan who was pretty far back from everybody else and Silas who was Mm -hmm. pretty far away from everybody else. There's a lot, seems to be a little bit more, I won't call it like cohesion, but just in terms of maybe same level of skill and ability in running from the women's side. Oh, definitely. And so we talked about this a little last year, but I think it's important that I bring it up again. Cross country is an individual sport within a team sport. So you still are expected to do your very best and get your personal record, your PR. But the ultimate goal is how your team places as well. So for these athletes, especially the women, to kind of group up and run together, this is a huge win for Auburn overall. And especially when you think, so they're running 3.1 miles, you know, 5,000 meters, 11 seconds difference in that long of a race, they can probably still see their colleagues or colleagues, obviously I'm used to working, (laughs) their teammates, (laughs) um, their teammates on the course, you know, they still have an eyesight view of them. Now there probably wasn't eyesight of Abby and Gigi being almost a full minute difference, but you know, being able to see your teammates and see how they're running, it almost pushes you even faster to do the best that you can and catch up to them because there's always internal competition against your teammates too, just because you train with them. You should, you know, you should want to be running how they're running as well. And here's the thing too. I would bet the other thing that motivated that back group of three was the fact that they saw the freshman Samantha come out and just blaze out there at the very beginning of this thing. Cause it's not that, you know, it's, it, it's a, it is a competition thing, but it's not like yeah. a negative competition thing. So no, when no, you, no. yeah, it's very healthy, wonderful competition. That is, you know, it's healthy. Like I said, it propels you to do better. And I speak that from personal experience where when I ran, obviously in my high school days, I had a girl that she was a year younger than me and she had never done cross country or anything like that. This girl came out and she was phenomenal. She was beating everybody. She was beating people four or five years older than her. I mean, she was just amazing. She actually went on to compete as a, as a collegiate athlete actually at FSU. But that's the thing is even though she's younger than us, it just really propels you. Oh, Hey, let me follow her. Let me do what she's doing. Yeah. So I I have the big couple storylines from this are we've solidified who our top runners are, at least based off these two meets, Abby Zane for the women, Silas Kibinjik for the men. And that's no surprise. That is kind of what we thought would happen this year. The bigger storyline for me, the one we've talked about a lot, is that the freshman Sam has come on and burst onto the scene. And it reminds me of a couple other names that have burst onto the scene. Brenda Kaigan, Joyce Camelli. Could this be the next big name? To, to surge forward in the Auburn cross country program. And we kind can of, only hope uh, you know, I have a feeling we might be talking about her for quite some time. And the other thing that I want to ask Jessica, maybe kind of our last little discussion point here, there's a definitely at least two, possibly three new names here. And that means yeah. Sam Rogers, Sarah Pacer, and then on the men's side, Jackson Thomas. Okay. That's a big amount in my opinion to switch out in terms of, 
new names to to be a part of this and potentially to be uh, and to place higher. What do you think the strategy was for coach? Was he? Do you think he maybe was unhappy with the results and trying to get some new blood in there? Or you know, to me, so you never know, and especially in the world of COVID, you really never know. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. So that's where I'm taking this as: was this out of an abundance of caution? Were we, you know, limiting how many people could ride on the bus? Were we limiting how many people were around others? Had any of these athletes? been in contact with others that were sick. You you just never know with COVID. I hope to goodness that none of those were the reasons. And it was just a strategic, that's hard to state, a strategic move. Um, But you just never know with the world of COVID, you know, that adds a whole different level of complexity. And see, I wasn't even thinking about that, honestly. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And that's not, we're not here uh, even suggesting that somebody on the team was exposed or anything like that. But No, 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 no. I'm just, just saying, you know, you just don't know who they were around or were there athletes on other teams that were around people with COVID and maybe these, you know, you just never know with COVID. Right. So right. it could have just been a strategic, let's wait, let's see how we do at a bigger meet, you know, because this was obviously a bigger meet than last time, yeah. um, being that there were 10 teams instead of five. So you just, you don't know, but I'm glad that we got them this meet. That's what's most important to me. Yeah, and Auburn finish is not dead last in a bigger meet. So I guess you can take away something from that. So I guess that's, yeah. like we said, improvement as a team and uh, some new faces getting some experience here and us getting to know them. There are some good things to take away from this meet. That's what matters the most. So Auburn, like you said, we've got one more regular meet and then we've got the championship. So we've got on October 16th, we've got the UAB Blazer Invitational obviously in Birmingham, Alabama. So we've got that to look forward to. Another familiar one, and hopefully they will have some great weather because the weather we have right here in the Southeast is amazing. And I hope it maintains for them in a very short and sadly too short season for cross country. Yes, I know. But we're happy to be here. We're happy to have some cross country instead of no cross country. There you go, being Pollyanna again. (laughs) That's right. So that's all we have for this edition of Tiger Tracks. But thank you all for joining us and War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?